0: So we get asked all the time about what's the best way to take yourself to Edinburgh, to book your own show into the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And honestly, it's been decades since the Reduce Shakespeare Company has had to book itself into the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. The first, you know, we did it in the 80s and early part of the 90s, but we really haven't had to do it recently. Fortunately, my old friend Jamie Gower of the of the Seattle Jamie Gowers, is booking himself and his show into Edinburgh this year. So he and I both thought it would be a fantastic opportunity for all of us to learn how to get ourselves to Edinburgh. So Jamie, what's the first step?
1: Oh, practice, practice, practice.
0: The annual Edinburgh Fringe Festival kicks off this weekend, and sadly, the Reduced Shakespeare Company will not be performing there this summer. But our old friend from Cal Berkeley, Jamie Gower, has written and will star in Danny O'Hare, I Feel Fuzzy, at Surgeon's Hall at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this August of 2018. So last week, Jamie and I were able to sit down via Skype and talk about not only his show, but how he managed to to get to Edinburgh and how difficult
1: was it to do it. I was actually shocked at at how easy it was. I'd I'd always had an interest in um, the Edinburgh Fringe and uh, actually... uh, our tour guide at the Weta Workshop Tour in New Zealand had been. And so we chatted on the bus back from the tour about doing the thing. So I went home and I looked it up. And basically, if you have a venue, you can perform. If you pay the fee uh, for uh, being in the, uh, the official program, you're in the official program. And, and that's pretty much it. But you have to find of, the venue. You have to find a venue. Um, and um, now also the, the Fringe, and I will say this, the, the, the Fringe Organization, and I should know the exact name, I don't. The Fringe Organization does an incredible job of um, documenting this process. They have these wonderful PDFs. And they they have one PDF that just covers everything. And then they break out all those pieces into more detailed uh, manuals. And so I went and looked those up. And also they have a like a master list of venues that have ascribed to a code of conduct um, set up by the, the French society. And so you just start, you start looking at those. Um, I interviewed um, a friend of mine who had been, she had done a one woman show and, and she just was lovely. She said, oh yes, you have to go, you have to do this. <laughs> and she came and she showed me, she said, okay, here's the map, here's where you want, cause you, cause you look and there's venues all over, just all over the entire region. But she said, okay, here's the core area. Try to find a venue in this core area. So, with those two things in mind, I found, and then also um, you look at, well, who does my kind of stuff? Um, the fringes is, is, it really seems to lean towards stand up comedy, um, partly because it's very easy to stage. Uh, so, but you can download the, okay, and this is what a nerd I am. You can download the, uh, the program in CSV format so it can load into Excel. So I did that. I grabbed all the cabaret variety guys and I made a spreadsheet of them and I started sorting and then I sorted by venue and I said, okay, what, what seemed to be the venues? And I identified five and I contacted them and there was one that responded quickly and completely and in a very friendly manner. And well, everybody was friendly, I will say that much. But there's this one that responded really well. And um, I went with this venue that I would they have, it's uh, the space UK. And they operate five venues, uh, five different locations at the fringe, they have one to three stages per there's three stages at our venue at Surgeon's Hall. Um, And so They really had their act together, which was fantastic because in addition to all the documentation from, uh, the fringe society, I've been receiving regular emails from these guys saying, okay, here's what's coming up in terms of marketing. Here's what's coming up in terms of what you need to do uh, to set up your venue and things like that. So that was really the first step. And we did that all the way back in October.
0: That's so
1: mostly because we wanted to make sure we got in and got one.
0: Right got your venue. So we, we, we sort of misstated there at the top. You said the first step is to practice, practice, practice. But of course the first step is to create a show that you want to take over there. So, yes. so, um, what is your show?
1: Our show is called uh, Danny O'Hare colon. I feel fuzzy. Um, and and even the title is a takeoff on the thing because there's a lot of these shows of somebody's coming back or it's somebody, their name is known. So their name is the first thing. Right. So I put the name of a complete unknown is the first thing, as if this means something to people. But um, Danny here, I feel fuzzy. Danny is a lounge singing puppet. <laughs> and as the sh- he's in a tuxedo and everything. Um, as the show starts, uh, Danny is in pretty deep denial that he's a puppet and unfortunately uh he happens to notice me at one point he notices the his show. operator i'm as i'm the operator yeah okay and um and like i have no lines i'm even in the script i only refer to myself as the operator lowercase <laughs> and um at one point he notices me he freaks out and his backup singer's who have had to put up with this every night, finally say, "Look, you gotta face things," and they guide him through a basically an intervention. And Danny mm-hmm. comes out the other side. And are
0: they are okay. the people c- combining the uh, the uh, 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 doing the intervention?
1: Are they also puppets? No, no, they they are human. Okay, they are the uh, two very talented uh, singers that I know. And it's great because one one is her background is in is an opera and Broadway, and one her background is in jazz dance.
0: Oh my god. So this sounds like a perfect fringe show. And 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 um, Surgeons Hall, I googled it to confirm. Surgeons Hall is a great venue and and really well located. It's sort of halfway between um, the Pleasance, where we've performed many many times, mm-hmm. and the Gilded Balloon. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to you walk back and forth between these two primary venues on that side of Edinburgh, and the Surgeons Hall is right in the middle. I've seen a bunch of shows there, so that's a terrific location.
1: Yes, it's a very it's a it's a good location, and and we are very fortunate in that.
0: Will the Edinburgh performances be the world premiere of theirs, or is this a show you've worked on and developed?
1: It is the world premiere, and it is specifically I've had the idea for Danny O'Hare for like two years in fact I've been meaning to look it up because I know when I whenever I bought the songs um charade the Bobby Darin version and the song it takes two to tango by the band sex bomba that was when I had the idea of Danny O'Hare because those are kind of my my mission statement songs for him but then um and I always tell the story of of my my two uh shoulder devils which is how I refer to them um one was one of the Kathy, one of the, um, uh, backup singers, I just mentioned to her cause she's a friend of mine I and mean, we've, we've been in, in lots of, of local shows together. Um, and I said, do you know, there's no requirement for getting into the Edinburgh friends. You just get a venue and, and you're in. And she said, Oh great. Write a show. I'll be in it. And my friend Zannie will do it too. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I was kind of like committed so I I was thinking about what show to do and, and, and I had looked at the cabaret. The other thing we did then was we looked at, um, that spreadsheet that I had of all the cabaret shows. I looked at what's the sweet spot for time. How long are these shows? And it was about 50 minutes. Yeah. So we said, okay, it's a 50 minute show. So I remember saying to my wife, my other shoulder devil, um, you know, I've got this idea that I think is, is kind of funny about this lounge singing puppet, but you know, I don't, I'm not a puppeteer. And she said, Oh no, Oh no. It'd be perfect if you're bad at the puppet. <laughs> so, so that was my go ahead. And then, and then, yeah, then we, we, I wrote the show basically to make it easy to do it. Fringe.
0: That's great. Well, I, I think everything that you've said so far is really smart about how one goes about this. And, it's, and, and it's encouraging how easy it sounds. Um, I mean, re- I mean, like writing the show and coming up with a really funny idea is easy, assuming that is. Um, what, are there costs? I mean, nobody's paying you to come over. This is all self-funded, right?
1: It is all self-funded. And I, I think that's a thing. Um, if you're going to bring it over, you, you are not going to make money. No. You're going to spend money. Um, I am breaking uh, Max Biala rule uh, to a great extent. Never put your money in the show.
0: And, and also uh, his second rule. Never put your own money in a show.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but, but that's, the, and that's always been true. And that's been true for the Reduced Shakespeare Company as well. Because you have whatever the venue charges. And do, they, do you pay the venue or do they you pay them a fee and then they take the box office and the alcohol or how does that work?
1: I think it, I think it really varies. And, um, to make things, we should talk about the free fringe at some point. Okay. Yeah. But, um, in terms of it, it, I think it varies what the venues do. Our particular venue is, and, and even they presented it as a selling point of, we're just going to ask you for money up front and you're done. And, um, and I looked at it and, and again, looking at, um, the fringe gives you uh, sample budgets depending on how big your show is. Mm-hmm. And we were right in there. And like I said, uh, it just seemed like I, I had spoken with the head guy, you know, over email and it just seemed like they had their act together.
0: And they provide the box office. They provide the crew they provide the lights and the sound. So you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about any of those sort of production elements.
1: Right. In, in this case, they did ask that we provide um, someone for the boards and, uh, and help with front of house. Okay. Um, okay. The, but in terms of providing the actual venue, providing the, the, the lighting, um, we have a tech rehearsal uh, the day before we start. Um, they're providing all of that. Hello, my name is Nicholas Parsons, and I'm on the uh, Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. I don't know what that means, but if it helps you to go and see them, because they're super, please do.
0: Where can you RSC the RSC? We're taking the summer off, unfortunately. You won't see us in Edinburgh or anywhere else this August, but you can get plenty of incredibly reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Maisels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in both the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. And our next batch of tour dates are now online. We'll be performing Long Lost Shakes, The Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged, and The Complete Works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised in 30 cities in 18 states this fall of 2018 and winter spring of 2019. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to to my conversation with Jamie Gower, the writer and star—excuse me, the operator of Danny O'Hare. I feel fuzzy. Then there also—you also have to put yourself up too. You've got to find accommodations. How do you do that?
1: Um, actually, one of Kathy handled that uh, for us. It's one of the, the the two things that she was handling was that and music rights. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, right. You're not writing your own music.
0: You're using existing music.
1: We're using existing music, but... um, So was that another
0: expense or just administrative hassle?
1: A little bit of both. Um, Actually, the the expense is is relatively minimal. My understanding, and Kathy would be the person to ask about this, but my understanding is that there is a blanket agreement for the fringe that you can be a part of. And um, I heard something along the lines of 3% of the box office. Okay. Okay. And you're you're covered.
0: There's also a blanket agreement in, uh, in when it comes to visas for the fringe. You don't have yeah. to apply for a special work visa for the if you're performing at the Edinburgh Fringe. They have streamlined that process,
1: right? And you and you um, actually when you when you do join the Fringe, when you, you sign up, um, you have your own account where you have to uh, you 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 sit down here. Here's our. In fact, one of the first things you have to do is it has to be from a production company. Ah. So you set up the production company, which threw me for a loop because I had, I had thought of everything. I hadn't thought of that. So And it's a required field. So the name of our production company is Required Field Productions. <laughs> and then you set up, because you can set up a production company and then have multiple shows. Love it. Right. So um, then you set up your show. When you set up your show you say here's everybody in our crew here's everybody in our cast and then you check the box we need welcome letters and they send you a welcome letter that you present at immigration got it when you come in the flight got
0: it okay um and so and how did you find housing
1: housing um i believe kathy worked through verbo is that a company in edinburgh uh, it's, it's Verbo is, is a, is a worldwide, um, oh. rental place. Wow. So somebody had listed this very nice apartment up on Prince street. Oh, um, Yeah. And, and also we started really early. Yeah. We, we had venue and accommodations, uh, by the end of October. Okay. Wow. And you can't, you can't even register for the friend until January.
0: Wait, so you were regist you can't register before January, but you were all signed up in October. How did that work?
1: We had we had contacted the venue, and we had contacted our apartment um, in October. Got We'd, it. We had locked all that down, and then we basically just worked on the show itself. And then in in January was when we could actually register with the Fringe Society. Got it. And then start all of that process.
0: This must be all kind of amazing for you. And, and, uh, don't you feel like, do you, do you wish like you had done this years before?
1: It's funny. Cause I, I know for me personally, and also since it's, it's, you know, I'm doing a lot of different things, um, things I've had to learn how to do, like, uh, writing a, a good press release of this kind. I mean, I've written content before, but there's a lot to a press release in terms of making sure it's formatted properly. And then you get the, the list from people, uh, designing a flyer versus designing a poster mm-hmm. um, and all of that. So I, in a sense, I wish I had done it. I wish I had done it when I was really young. Um, I think there's that thing when you're younger that that sometimes you wait for permission. Right. And... Um, it's like don't. I would say anybody, if you're thinking you have this idea, um, go ahead and pursue it. And then you just and and in a sense also like what we did, start early, and then you're facing a problem at a time. Yeah, you're not having to deal with um, all of these different things at once. Yeah. Um, you know, figure out a venue figure out a place to stay, get signed up, figure out your publicity, figure out your social media. You do it at a time. And, um, and looking, you know, you look at the stuff and, and yeah, it tends to be a young person's game. Um, so certainly if you're a young person, go off and do it. If you're an old person go off and do it as well, because now you have all these tools at your disposal and you have the things that you know you should worry about and the things that you know you don't really don't need to worry about because what the heck and um this is this is essentially my 60th birthday present to myself
0: and and that brings me back to the idea of costs and we and you said you know you're not going to make any money coming to edinburgh but that probably shouldn't be anybody's goal ever to make money because it, it that way madness lies but if you think of it as a 60th birthday present to yourself or as an investment in, your, in, in, in the life of this new piece that you've written or in, as an investment in your career as a performer or, or even as an investment in just your soul, you know yeah. it's, it seems like mm-hmm. that, is, that can be money well spent if you've got the money.
1: It, and, and there's different ways of having the money and there's different levels of extremity in terms of putting one of these on. Yeah. And I think we, we designed the show to be inexpensive, but we didn't push real hard in terms of finding money and resources and, and, and you know, finding cheap ways of doing everything. And, and yeah, there's probably some more savings to be had. Um, you look at all the different ways that people do stuff um, so that's that's a thing that that if it's something that that tickles you and and you want to do and I would say especially if you're interested in having a presence um, or you know further intrusion into the UK um, do that as well. There's a lot of uh, sessions I mean it's really funny because because the the fringe, brochure comes out in this thing that's basically a small metropolitan phone book yeah um it's it's, it's amazing the number of people i've heard i've heard the the city expands by three hundred thousand, is one number i heard for that but they also there's another whole pamphlet of just um presentations and and uh, panels specifically for performers on um here's how you want to tour this Here's how you can. Here's how you can can look into opportunities for touring. You know, here's in fact there there is one presentation on how to tour in the in the United States if you're interested, bringing your show over from there. So yeah, that's another another angle of it. Is you now you now have this thing, and you now have, you know, hopefully this name. I'm I'm through social media. I've met all these performers in the UK that are doing very interesting things. And now, all of a sudden, they know who I am, or at least they know about this this orange puppet. Oh,
0: you had me until you said orange puppet, because of course that just makes me think of our president.
1: I I know, and and I there were there were actual it the the process of of going through uh, workshops has been this gradual process of removing any topical humor. Yeah, just because I'm I'm a strong believer in uh, what is it. Uh, Stress plus rest equals growth. And one of the things we're trying to provide is the rest.
0: That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company Podcast. You can find out more information about and buy tickets to see Danny O'Hare, I Feel Fuzzy by going to edfringe.com and searching for Danny O'Hare. Then send us your Midlife Crisis Puppet Show to feedback at shakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, shakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. And you can f- also follow Jamie on Twitter at GowStuff. And Daniel Harris on Twitter, too, at IFeelFuzzy. Thanks, as always, to Always Has Someone's Hand Up Him, Matthew Croak. Web surfaces by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. A random fan shout-out this week goes to Julie Cortez. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Fringe Institution and British National Treasure Nicholas Parsons. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 607, 1821sts of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. So The Fringe is just about to begin. You're heading over there in a week or so. Have you already started planning your appearance at The Fringe 2019?
1: You know, I'm really thinking about that. But I'll tell you one thing, I was looking at, the, the, and this is a, another great thing about the space, they sent us uh, another email just recently saying, oh, by the way, here's the awards that are out, and here's here's what they're looking for, and here's how you would make yourself known um, to the things One of the awards, the the prize is what they call administrative help with the costs of getting to adelaide oh. the adelaide fringe festival which i guess is in march in australia and is the second biggest and oh boy australian march sign me up <laughs>
0: This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since nineteen eighty-one. Go to reduce for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. S-